0: going on it's coach johnny back with the performance plus podcast uh today i am joined by dr zach long to talk about mobility programming zach how are you doing good man how's it going going great just finished up a half ironman triathlon this weekend and uh, i'm glad it's over the part-time job of running biking and swimming is out of my life and i can go back to normal just one workout a day how's your body doing absolutely awesome uh i have some blisters on the bottom of the feet from a shoe issue but other than that no problems. So
1: Now, I know when you typically do marathons, you don't train for the marathon. You just yeah. CrossFit, right? Yes. Is that what you did no. as well? No.
0: This time, I uh, I learned from the marathon thing, like, hey, that was a really dumb idea. <laughs> like, I felt I hurt very badly after that. <laughs> uh, so, this time, I actually spent some time training and, and doing it. But I did a lot less. So, most people go you know, 20 to 25 hours a week of training for a half. And I did uh, between yeah. 8 and 10. And then CrossFit three days a week as well. So, depending. Uh,
1: okay. Yeah. I think there's a difference there. Well, first it's pretty cool that you can even do a marathon with not training specifically for it, even though you were kind of beat up afterwards, not injured, but just sore as heck. Um, but the, the try component to it adds a lot more skill. If you don't train some swim, you are going to get destroyed. You cannot recover from a horrible swim. And if you don't get on the bike ever, you're also not used to the, and that's the right intensity the, the heart
0: bike. rate component of everything I mean, is super important with it and if you get on the bike and you treat yeah. it like it's an echo bike and you're going to send it uh after three miles you're going to be done you know and that's very different from crossfit
1: yeah so i've been cycling a lot more lately and and yeah it's when i first started it i'm going like i'm you know trying to get 20 cals done as quickly as possible and five minutes into the ride i'm like oh my gosh this is embarrassing But if you dial it down just 10%, you can go 500% further. It's a really interesting modality.
0: It is. And the power output component of it is so much more important than uh, I think people really under, you know, power is important everywhere. But, like, people don't think about it as much as you do on a a bike. So uh, it's definitely exciting. It's definitely fun to kind of change it up and do something different. It's also cool being, I mean, I lost some weight around this. But, like, having some sort of muscle and being, like, standing at the starting line is kind of fun when you're around a bunch of dudes who weigh, like, 135 and, like, if the wind blows, it might be a bad day for them. So, uh, that's also always fun. So, it's a good time. But glad it's done. So, so mobility programming. Uh, the answer is uh, just smash it and stretch it and go home, right? Like, there's... N- <laughs> No thought, just get rad.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it, if you really enjoy like getting your your truck stuck in mud and spinning wheels and not getting anywhere, yeah, just smash it and roll it and and see what happens. But realistically, like like you and I are big believers in, in taking a little bit more of a detailed systematic approach to opening up mobility. And I think the, the biggest issue that we see, me as a physical therapist, you as a massage therapist and coach in CrossFit is athletes that don't work on the right area so like if we take the squat for example i can't tell you how many times i've run into athletes that that when they squat their hips feel tight they feel like pinch or pain in the front of their hips in the bottom position they've been stretching their hips for months or years trying to get that better and we look at their ankles and they have no ankle mobility and because they lack ankle mobility their hip has to make up for it and that results in their um their hips feeling tight and so we have to do a really good job of actually taking the time to assess where you actually need to work on your mobility i'm going to go on a really weird tangent here because we've been talking about nerdy stuff for the last few episodes you've got world of warcraft in front of your microphone there (laughs) anything i've said nerdy so far in this podcast doesn't uh, doesn't compete
0: with that man uh, i really would like to say that i like a huge world of Warcraft player i'm not uh i did buy the mic because i had an option between this one and another one and i have played the game before and i was like well of course i'm gonna get the limited edition one but uh i'm not that far down the nerd hole uh i i don't center my life around my wow playing but uh i have my brother and i have you know spent a, quite a bit of time on it in the past so yeah. Some, some layers of the onion get peeled back.
1: <laughs> All right. So back to mobility. Um, so it's really important to just take the time. Like that's not waste 15 minutes of mobility work that you're doing three or four days a week on working on the wrong areas. And, and that's not really easy to do for most people that haven't gone to massage therapy school, physical therapy school, et cetera. So that's why we created a free resource for everybody to be able to analyze their own mobility. That's our ultimate mobility checklist that uh, you can download on performanceplusprogramming.com if you just find, like, our, our resources section. Um, and it will take you step-by-step step through a number of different tests of the areas that we most commonly see crossfitters, Olympic lifters, powerlifters, limited in so that you can actually start to target the right area. So let's start with that.
0: So specificity. Specificity, specificity. Is, yeah. is
1: number one it, way. It, if you want to improve your back squat, you don't go do a, a half Ironman. It doesn't help you. No, be it really does. With what we're doing on everything. <laughs> Once you have that, I kind of break stuff down into, into three different steps. So let's say we know that you need to work on your hip mobility, your ankle mobility. There are three steps that I like to incorporate into improving somebody's mobility. Number one, we we first have to open it up. So that, that's going to be anything we do that actually increases the body's range of motion. That could be phone rolling, a massage, body tempering, things like that that create temporary changes in what our body's mobility is. It could be static stretching, banded joint mobilizations, uh, you name it. Anything that just opens up a little bit of range of motion to me is step one. And that's the thing that everybody's always doing to try to improve their mobility. But I think we have to go further than that for most individuals, especially in, in sports and activities like CrossFit, where we're taking the body into a little bit more of an extreme range of motions than we see in other sports. So I think the next two steps are the most important for, for people to do after they open it up. Number one, I like to isolate. So we open then we isolate. So when I say isolate, I mean like, I want to build strength in that new range of motion that we just opened up because I believe that that building strength there is like us hitting save on a word document. You don't type up a five page document without hitting save a few times if you've done that before and, and your computer's crashed, you, you've not made that mistake twice. So let's not make that mistake in our mobility program. So let's say we're, we're, we do some static stretching to the shoulder to improve our overhead mobility. Then let's lay on the floor, grab a PVC pipe. We're laying face down and we're just lifting that PVC pipe off the ground to try to build strength at end ranges there. Again, that's going to hit save. All of our mobility work is like a stock market, like when you stretch, it gets better for a period of time and then it kind of goes back down a little bit better back down. When we do strength, we tend to see that stock market have a more linear positive uh, effect on the human body. So we isolate and, and then I like to finish with like, we have to integrate that too because the movements we do as CrossFitters uh, or power lifters, Olympic lifters, whatever your background here is, are a little bit different. And then the body's really good at When you're trying to overhead squat or you're trying to overhead press, it's really good at figuring out ways to just get that bar overhead because that's what your body thinks it's job. It's like the bar is just supposed to go from shoulders to overhead. It doesn't know that we want to keep a stacked, strong spinal position. It just wants to get the bar over the middle of our foot. And so we'll see things like somebody that has limited shoulder mobility. We'll see as they press overhead, they'll like arch their back really big, kind of go into that overextension position if they lack shoulder mobility. So if we open it up, we now have to basically teach our body like what to do with that range of motion, how we actually optimally want to be positioned. So in in the example of somebody that we're improving shoulder mobility, we stretch the shoulders. We do those lift offs we talked about a minute ago, and then we could do something like a like a anti-extension press. So I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are familiar with a pal-off press. So this is like a pal-off press, but the band is positioned straight behind me while I'm kneeling on the ground and I do an overhead press. So as I press overhand, that band is trying to pull me into extension, into that like faulty movement pattern that I might have been doing before we open up mobility. And so now I'm basically forcing my, my core to brace my spinal position as I do an overhead press. So open it, isolate it, integrate it after you figure out the exact areas. And I think when people take those three steps, they'll, they're going to do significantly better in terms of their long term progression of knocking out the mobility issues they've been dealing with
0: how do uh how do people determine specificity around uh exercise selection with each component of this so if i need to open it up should i be getting as detailed as uh i'm going to use a lacrosse ball foam roller for this versus a passive stretch or is it just anything any input in
1: yeah, so pretty much if I'm using lacrosse balls or foam rolls, that is always followed up with some sort of like static stretching or eccentric muscle contraction, something like that. I don't tend to spend a whole lot of time on a foam roller or a lacrosse ball. Like my general rule is per muscle group that you're foam rolling or lacrosse balling like 30 to maybe 60 seconds. The, the research around that basically shows that if we spend much more time than that on a foam roller, we're not getting any more added benefits. So that's just get that work done really, really quick and then move on to stuff that I think is going to have longer lasting effects.
0: So uh, in, in this little three-step model, the isolate and the integrate are the most important pieces in this, right? Like these are the things where uh, they're all important, but you got to make sure you hit those or you're not hitting save on the word doc.
1: Yeah, I think you're, you're going to find yourself spinning your wheels. Now you're going to do better than if you didn't like assess in the first place. If you're at least stretching the right thing, you're going to get somewhat better. But I think that stock market is not going to be as positive in its trajectory if you're not incorporating those other two steps.
0: How, as far as mobility program goes, how many uh, sessions does it take to get adaptation? Like how long should we... And I know that's, you know, is there research out there that says, hey, if you're using this model for three weeks, we're going to see, you know, X percentage of change in mobility?
1: Yeah, that's going to be all over the place. So... Um, you know, I, I know people that you can work for two or three weeks, and their shoulder mobility goes from you know 160 degrees of overhead mobility to 180 full mobility. And on the flip side, I got a friend who used to be a toe walker <laughs> and was used to weigh 400 pounds, and through CrossFit dropped down to about 180. So his calves are just giant hypertrophy; it looks like he has basketballs in his calves and not uh, not normal muscles. So he has spent probably the last three years working on improving his ankle mobility. And for him, that has resulted in him being able to go from wearing Olympic lifting shoes and two VersaLift inserts to squat to parallel to Olympic lifting shoes and one VersaLift insert. So we're talking about a lot of time and a lot of work for something that has helped out his performance significantly, but still is, you know, from, from most of our patient standpoints, like how much patience we have, that's not very good but it just, it's really going to depend on a lot of different factors.
0: Uh, that's brutal. That's, a, that's a, long, that brutal. a long time to get very little results. Uh, when, do we, when do you advise people to do their mobility program, pre-workout, post-workout?
1: To me, it really doesn't matter as long as we get it done unless during that day something is showing up that's going to significantly challenge that. So let's say your ankle mobility is poor and overhead squats are showing up. Ankle mobility is crucial for the overhead squat. So that day, maybe we do our mobility work before the workout. On other days where mobility is not going to be tested that much, then get it done whenever it's most convenient for you in your schedule. It's really about that—just that consistently getting after it.
0: Consistency workout. over specificity of time. Um, what? Where does pain play into this? Right. So I know that's like a big thing. You, people walk into my office and have pain, and they want me to rub it and make it go away people walk into your office and you know i have knee pain um with mobility work if we're having knee pain and we're dealing with ankle mobility do you respect the pain wait for the pain to go away before attacking the problem or uh get on it
1: yeah so pain does not necessarily mean stop it's just about you know how much pain are we creating like you need to listen to and respect your body if it's enough pain that you feel like your body's telling you that You shouldn't be doing that then don't force it give it a little bit more time to to calm down and then get after it if it's just you know uncomfortable you know that you're kind of poking the bruise a little bit but you're not punching the bruise then go ahead and keep going so long as your symptoms pretty much aren't staying irritated long term from what you did
0: great you know, CrossFitters, that means it hurts. Stick something in it. That that One of my favorite things ever was walking to a gym and uh, somebody had gone to see Danny, who you know here, and he had advised him. He's a voodoo mm-hmm. band, and, uh, Mark Pro, and all this. Dude had all the things on himself at the same time and was just like full, you know, full franning, basically. And you're just kind of like... I don't know, man. I think maybe you need some specificity with how you use that. So. But I love that about crossfitters.
1: <laughs> it hurts. That means it's good. So let's make it hurt more. I love how much they just actively want to do things to help themselves out. Now, sometimes for us kind of being perfectionists that know stuff like it's frustrating when they wanted to just throw the kitchen sink versus like really figuring it out. But it's a very unique community and how much they care about their health and fitness and performance and want to do the extra work to do that.
0: Yeah, it is. I, I don't know how many people you work with that are crossfitters, but most everybody I work with is crossfitters. Cause those are the really the only people, uh, that like care enough to spend the time. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Awesome, man. What that to me is probably the most concise, uh, mobility programming conversation i've ever heard in my entire life uh you've answered the question of what's most important and that's our specificity given us a good template on how to attack programming it and then made it clear like hey we don't you there's not a specific time in the day that's best unless it's uh appropriate to the workout that we're doing so uh, i think that was awesome thank you that i've heard heard this conversation a thousand times i never had it so clear so hopefully everybody out there uh gets to using it um as far as performance plus stuff uh do you uh, are there any things beyond the mobility um uh assessment on the website that you would direct people to go
1: do yeah so figuring out how to incorporate those steps for for a lot of individuals it's going to be a little bit more work and a little bit more knowledge than maybe what your background is so if you know that you need to work on your ankle mobility hip mobility whatever it is we have a program out there that is pre-written that incorporates all of the different principles that we talked about today. So you just open up our app, get started on it, four days a week, 10 to 12 minutes for most of those mobility programs, and it's gonna open up mobility. Uh, isolate it as well as teaching you how to incorporate it into the movements that you actually care about.
0: Uh, nerd question of the episode. Are you a watch it in sequential order of release Marvel fan or do you watch it in the super nerdy order that tells the story
1: a little bit? So I did both. So I, with Marvel movies I watched them just as they came out and then over quarantine my wife who hadn't really watched but like random episodes of it we went back and watched them order of like the date of when the movie was supposed to be set what's the word for that uh,
0: i don't remember i used it. <laughs> okay. edit I don't, this yeah. part out <laughs>
1: uh so we went back and, and watched it in order so that we kind of got the full storyline which made a lot of the, the details click a little bit more
0: pamela surprised me when i talked to her last week she is currently uh, she's watched all the Marvel movies and now she is like currently rewatching them in different orders to pick up different pieces, uh, which I found very fascinating. Like she, I wouldn't have thought that she'd have watched it all. I know. And she went deep on Ant-Man. Like <clears> I <it> was <throat> like, wow, you really like Ant-Man. Like Paul Rudd is your guy. So uh, I don't know.
1: that was an underappreciated one. I thought.
0: Really, really underappreciated. It, like the, the first
1: one was hilarious. I didn't like the second yeah, one. Yeah. The second one wasn't great.
0: I don't. I don't think they needed it, but whatever. Uh, anyway, cool, man. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for clarifying the mobility conversation for us. Um, anything you want to finish up? With? Yeah.
1: Check out Ultimate Mobility Checklist performanceplusprogramming.com. dot com.
0: And make sure you follow Zach at the Barbell Physio on Instagram. Follow at Performance Plus Program on Instagram. Uh, there's lots of assessments, lots of tools.